I wanted to say, today's Mother's Day, uh, and you all know that, uh, but uh, I know that there are some who, who struggle with Mother's Day, either that they've lost their mom in the last couple of years, or that relationship strained, or maybe you're a, uh, a mom that wants to be a mom, but uh, you haven't been able to, and the Lord has not seen fit for that, at least for now. Um, I just want to encourage you, uh, this day, this day right now, uh, is not a day uh, that we do in our own strength. Uh, this day is a, is a picture of the grace of God poured out in His Son, Jesus Christ. The songs that the ladies have chosen, did you notice something about them? They were talking about the need. They were talking about the need for Jesus. And I want to tell you, it doesn't matter if you're a mom or not a mom, or if uh, life is turning out the way you wanted it to, or if it's not turning out the way you wanted it to. I want to encourage you that we all need Jesus, and He is the one that will be the difference for us uh, in any day. And so we're grateful uh, for that. Uh, I want to encourage you too, ladies, uh, if you feel like uh, maybe you're on the outside of this, I want to tell you the message for you today Uh, from God's Word, you're definitely included in as part of the process. I'd I'd encourage you all to turn to Titus chapter 2. Mother's Day is kind of a funny thing because it kind of sneaks up on us. And uh, for uh, dads and kids, uh, there's this sense Mother's Day, oh no, oh no, I should do something. Like it never dawned on us before that you should be kind to your wife or your mom, uh, because she's quietly going about doing a million different things, serving, uh, self-sacrificing, and uh, for the most part not complaining, and quietly doing a bunch of things, uh, and a lot of times with a smile on your face, and that smile is deceiving moms, uh, because we go, oh, she loves to cook for me. She loves to do my laundry. She loves to clean toilets. Look at that. Uh, uh, there's this, uh, it's deceiving to us, and we go, oh, cool, I'll do it. let her do it again, you know? Um, but there's this, there's this thing, this uh, thing that makes it so difficult for us sometimes to get, um, and, and at the end of the day, uh, we go, oh, yeah, I should do something. I should get her a card. <laughs> she laid down her life for me, so I should get her a card, um, or uh, some flowers that'll die, or I'll, I'll draw her this ugly picture. I'm sure she'll love it. Um, uh, I, I think that's a funny thing, and it's true uh, that moms, that this is a, a token day, a token day, and it's a very small token. Uh, it doesn't represent uh, what you have done. You, you know why we give people, acknowledge people, uh, and we do token type things? Do you know why we do those things? Uh, you think about it, uh, if, you, if you're at a job and uh, you, you're, you're doing your job and the, the, the boss says to you something like thank you or acknowledges that you worked hard, well, what is he, what is he doing? He, he's trying to make sure you don't quit. And I want to tell you, moms, well, we, we don't want you to quit. We don't want you to quit. Uh, that's what this day is all about. Don't quit on us, okay? We need you. We need you. I think about uh, the many times that uh, I've gone to things at the schools where there's an awards assembly or something like that, or uh, on the baseball field, seeing sports activities, been here at the Whiting Center watching basketball games. And, and uh, I think about how often um, I've seen people uh, who haven't gotten the greatest award or 
who've struck out looking, who've missed the ball, missed the shot. And it's interesting, uh, as sports fans, don't, if you're a sports fan, don't go to youth sports, okay? Because it's not about uh, the, the, the game or the love of the game. It's about those kids. And it's interesting, uh, when your kid misses a ball, you know what the other parents do? Oh, why did he miss that? He should have got down further. He should have done this. And why didn't he swing at that one? It was a perfect one. Why didn't he? And 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 you, you know where the mom where the mom fits in this? She cheers for a kid. And it's a it's an interesting thing that if a mom doesn't play her role. Maybe that kid doesn't have anybody. And so, moms, don't quit. We need you. Better go to the scriptures. Titus chapter 2. We want to thank you today, moms, Ed. So, keep cheering. Okay, Titus chapter 2. Today, uh, I know, I know for moms, uh, I live with a mom, uh, Rebecca, and my mother-in-law lives with us as well. Um, and I talk to many moms, and I even dream of one day uh, having grandkids and then having my daughter and my daughters-in-law have, uh, be moms. And so uh, I think about this all the time, and Rebecca has taught me much about what, what the heart of a mom is. Um. If I said to you today, moms, you should, you should. How do you feel right now, starting out this sentence with you should? Um, uh, moms, I want you to, just in your mind right now, uh, make a mental list of things you should do. You should do. Make a mental list of things you should do. And, and some of you are going, I already have one. Um, that list, that list will be too long. It will be too long. It, I guarantee it will be too long. What, what do you have to do when you have a list that's too long? You have to prioritize. And this morning, my goal, my, my encouragement to you ladies will be to help you prioritize you know, you, you should really take your kids to Washington, D.C. and see the parts of this great country. But you should also see the Grand Canyon. And you should also uh, go to Nashville. That's very important as well. And you should go to your hometown where your ancestors came from, even if it's in Germany or Poland or wherever. And you should also, you, you know, you should also, uh, your kids should take all those AP courses. If you don't know what AP courses are, be thankful. Uh, uh, and you, your kids should also be on this team, you know, you should also get a coach, like not just a coach like they give you, but like a personal coach, a hitting coach, a shooting coach, a personality coach. I don't know. Uh, uh, your kid needs a coach and they need to be on a travel team so you can travel and spend lots of money. Be a great idea. Be the best badminton player in all the world. You should, you should. And uh, what's going to happen for those of you who are younger and haven't experienced this yet, 
you're going to get pulled and pushed and tugged between the things you should do. And you're going to forget what God has for you. You're going to forget your role in God's plan. You're going to forget um, the priorities of God. And so this morning, that's what this is all about, the priorities of God. Titus chapter 2. Um, and uh, the book of Titus is a, is a book about the establishment of the church and what's best for the church. And when I say what's best for the church, it's like, if you're going to start a church, you should look to the book of Titus. That's what they were trying to do. They were trying to formulate churches and places and put things in order uh, for young churches. In Titus chapter 2, uh, verse 1, it says this, uh, but, but as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are, are to be sober-minded and dignified, self-controlled, uh, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. And this is our passage for this morning, verse 3. Older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. Uh, they are to teach what is good and so train young women to love their husbands and their children and to be self-controlled, pure, a working at home, kind, and submissive to their own husbands, as the word of, uh, that the word of God may not be reviled. Likewise, urge younger men uh, to be self-controlled. We'll stop there. Let me just pray and just ask God's blessing on our time. God, thank you for this morning and the blessings of uh, having families and moms and uh, Ladies, older ladies and younger ladies and little girls as well and little boys. And uh, thank you for your church that you're doing your work here. And Lord, may we get in step with you and, and be about, may your priorities be our priorities. And may we not um, prioritize things that are not yours. God, thank you for this morning and the blessing of all that are here. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, uh, we're going to talk about this um, this priority of God. And I want to tell you, ladies especially, that all of you are included in this. You're included in this. Um, it's kind of rough language in verse 3. Uh, what, what does it say? It says, older women. And uh, how many of you ladies like to be called old women? Um, I was, some of you have heard me talk about this passage before. It's one of the passages I love, the whole section. But um, saying you're an old woman, that, that's pretty rough, right? And so I was thinking of other words like antique. Um, I didn't think that was a very good one either. Uh, uh, I, I'm getting closer when I say classics, classics. But I, I, I want to tell you that there's a better word that, that I think is better. Uh, it's timeless, timeless. Because if you look in this passage, it's not talking about things that are in style and then out of style. It's talking about what it is to be a woman in a timeless fashion. What are the things that will not go out of style generation to generation? And I want to tell you that that's very important for us all to think about. What are the things that are timeless uh, when you think about passing uh, things down to your kids, it's interesting to me that it, when you talk about tools or uh, 
You, you know, I, I was going to talk to you about computers, but I don't really know anything about computers, right? I didn't grow up with a computer in my home. My dad did not teach me about computers. Um, and some of the things that he has taught me or my mom has taught me, it went out of style. It, it's no longer to be used. The, the only thing we can really do is trivial pursuit, right? You know, tell you about history. But uh, so, somebody needs their mom right now. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not my kid. Um, hope it's not. Um, my graduate from college is crying. No, uh, uh, we're talking about timeless things. And, and, and it's so important for us as, as God's people to say, what should we be doing with the, 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 the small amount of time that we have? I know those of you who are older, what, do you, what would you say to people who have their babies? Don't blink. It goes so fast. And, uh, and this, this thing that it just happens so quickly. And, uh, you know, I'm in the midst of finishing them off, right? And so I feel that way as well. And so if you, you, don't, you don't have much time, you have a long list, you've got to prioritize. And this morning we're going to look at uh, what it is to prioritize. I'm struggling with an illustration that keeps coming back to me. I'll just share, share it, and ladies, don't take offense. Promise. Promise me you won't take offense. I know a, a man who's a, a cattle rancher, and uh, he, part of uh, what he needs, uh, he, he has a horse, he has a, a four-wheeler, and he, he chases his cows around uh, with his horse and his four-wheeler. But the most important uh, I don't want to say piece of equipment is his dog, is his dog, because his dog really does the work and of, you know, and he tells his dog and he, he says, you know what, I'm always, I, I always have two or three or four dogs. And I said, why do you have two or three or four dogs? And he says, because I always want the older one to teach the younger one. This isn't about training and me being a, this great dog trainer. I want that one, and he says, you really don't have to do it. You just put the young one with the, the old one, and it just kind of goes along there. And I want to tell you, that's the picture in the church uh, for older men, older women, uh, to teach those who are younger. And that's the picture here uh, this morning as we look at this section. And uh, if you look at this section, the section that I read, it speaks of older men, it speaks of older women, it speaks of younger women, and then uh, younger men. Uh, by the way, if it's sort of a funny passage, it's not meant to be funny, but I find it funny uh, that there's only one thing that younger men are called to. Uh, just one thing. Uh, you know why? Because I can't think past really one thing. Um, and it's self-control. It's self-control, right? So as you think about raising young men, or you are a young man, you go, oh yeah, I just got to control myself. I just got to control myself. This one thing, this one thing. Um, but it shares that self-control with each, but I, I just want to tell you that it's very simple. But there is a place for everyone. Uh, really, this uh, um, some have suggested about 30 years old, uh, you know, you're younger if you're above that, and you're timeless if you are above that. I use that word timeless, not classic or antique or old. Okay? This passage... Uh, reminds us that there are links generation to generation. And so I want to encourage you that that link to the next generation, even if they're not your kids, 
That link is where you're supposed to be. And I think it's interesting, too, even if you are young, even if you are young, maybe, maybe today you're, you're a teenager or you're in your 20s and you go, yeah, it's just older or younger. I want to tell you, there are younger people, younger kids looking up to you. I'm always fascinated when I, I, we're with family members and there's little cousins around and how they enjoy looking up to my kids and they love being with them. And there, there's this idea of show me the way, show me the way. And that, that's from every generation is looking to the next to show me the way, show me the tricks, show me the priorities, show me where I'm going to go and how I'm going to do this. I need your help. And so this morning, as we look at this, remember, we have a role. It says older women, likewise, uh, piggybacking on what the older men were supposed to do in verse 2. It says older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior. That word reverent, or uh, in other translations, it changes the wording a little bit. But the picture there, it's, it's being a holy woman in service of God. The picture there is like a priest would be doing the work of God in the temple. A a woman would be their priestess, if you will, and she would be saying, I am doing the work of God. And so as an older woman, you need to think of yourself as I am a woman doing the work of God. And so we got to figure out what is the work of God? What is it that he's doing? What is his plan being worked out right now? Um, you need to think about that, ladies, as you think about uh, what your agenda is for the week. What does God have for me this week? What's his plan and how can I get in, this, in step with his plan? He tells us some things uh, for ladies to remember as they go about uh, filling their role in the plan of God. Uh, he says, uh, reverent in their behavior. He says this, not slanders or slaves to much wine. As you look at this, there's a coupling of two things together as he goes back and forth. And um, it's just, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a writing tactic, if you will, that he shows that there are things that are connected and gives us points. This is in the negative, And he says, uh, not slanders, not slanders. The idea is that ladies are not to uh, uh, be sharp with their tongue, slicing people up and talking people down. Um, I want to tell you that um, this is not just a woman problem. Uh, Some would joke about that now, but this is not just a woman problem, but this is a warning for women. Don't, uh, as you spend your days as older women, it's not to talk down to people. It's not to chop them up. It's not to criticize. That's not what your days are meant to uh, be with. In fact, as I was thinking about this, um, you're to prioritize what God prioritizes and even set up that next generation. Uh, I want to encourage you, ladies, your um, You'll be more effective with the next generation. You'll be super effective if you can learn how to encourage. If you can figure it out and say, I'm not a slanderer. I'm not one who who, uh, points people's faults out all the time. I'm one who seeks to encourage them in the things of God. If you can see yourself as that, ladies, I want to tell you, 
Uh, there will be times of clear correction. But because they're embodied in a life of encouragement, I want to tell you, it will be powerful uh, for that next generation. You look at this and he says two negative things. He says, you're not slanderers, hurtful with your words. And I wrote in here, that not winos, okay? Um, it's not that ladies don't drink wine or men don't drink wine. That's not the point here. Um, but, but it says this, um, Older women are likewise to be reverent in their behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. It's not meant to be the thing for you, ladies. Uh, it's, it's not meant to be the reason you live and the thing that gets you through the day. It's not the thing you have to go to. You know, um, I know that there's a thing going around where people, have, ladies have shirts and they make jokes about wine and I need more wine and uh, this, that, and this is my priority, but wine and I need this and mimosas and everything else. And I want to tell you, ladies, that's not the way to get through the day. It's not. It's bad for you. It's bad for you. And it's, don't worry about if it's bad for you. You older ladies especially, it's bad for the next generation that looks up to you and the generations that are to come. God's got a plan, right? And you're somewhere along that plan, but, but you have others that you looked up to or look, yeah, they may be gone. You may have people, ladies in your life that are gone, as I do. They may be gone. And that means now they're, everyone's looking up to you. And if, if you think that today is a day for slicing people up with your words and being given yourself to wine, I want to tell you, you're missing your part of the puzzle. You're missing it. Um, instead of that, he, he goes to the negative, and now he goes to the positive, and he says this. Um, Reverend in their behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and so train young women. He, he uses these two words, teach and to train. And uh, teachers, uh, we have a bunch of teachers here today. And uh, teachers, uh, you're a teacher. And you say, well, what subject am I teaching? And you say, what is the curriculum? What, what am I supposed to be teaching? I want to tell you, uh, you are supposed to be teaching the priorities of God to the next generation. The priorities of God. And in that, there's this training. There's this training. Uh, uh, teaching, it's interesting. Uh, there's so much knowledge in the world, and you can get the right answer, but doing the right answer, oh man, that's hard, right? Right? I know the right answer, and that's part of what you should do, right? You say, oh, uh, you know, I have all these things that I should do, but I can't pull it off. Uh, it's teaching and training. It's teaching and training. And so uh, this is the role, the timeless truths that those who are older are meant to hand down uh, to uh, the next generation. I want to go back to uh, slandering and uh, given or a slave to much wine. I want to go back to that. Um, why do people do that? Why do people do that? Why don't they restrain themselves? I want to tell you, most of the time, when people are loose with their tongue or 
saying, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'll just sit around and keep drinking. I'll just keep drinking. They, fe- they feel like their life doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And, and I want to tell you something totally different here this morning. Older ladies, your life matters. It matters. And you say, well, I, you know, I have kids. I, I don't have a relationship with them or whatever. It matters to us here at Bear Valley Church. There's ladies here at Bear Valley Church that don't know what they're doing. They're young ladies. They don't know what they're doing. You know why they don't know what they're doing? Because they've never seen it. They've never had anyone sit with them. They've never had anyone encourage them about that. And I want to tell you, uh, you are needed in the plan of God. God has a place for you. And so uh, you don't want to waste your days uh, slicing people up with, with, you, with your tongue and giving yourself too much wine. This, this is not what it is. Uh, to be those empty nesters. It's not, it's not to retire from the plan of God, okay? Um, this moves, and this is the link. It's a link from generation to generation. Uh, he, he moves, Apostle Paul, as he's um, instructing Titus, he, he moves from uh, the older ones who they're to be uh, to really the, uh, and, and you can say it this way, it's an example, right? It's an example. Um, this is the problem with the internet. It's the problem. Uh, you know, I don't know how to do it. What should you do? If you don't know how to do something, what should you do? Google it. Watch a YouTube video on it. I can do heart surgery. It's not a big deal. I got it. Looked pretty good. Bob did it on the internet. <laughs> from Arkansas. Um, uh, sorry, I know, I know, that was a little touchy. <laughs> yeah. Um, in his garage. Uh, no, uh, there was a funny, I, I watched a show one time, I think I've told you this before, where a, a woman, um, she uh, gave her, she didn't have any money, and so she gave herself a tonsillectomy. Uh, and uh, she, it was, she was on a show, and of course you go on a show after you did this, right? And uh, so she knew that it would be painful, and so she took some very strong alcohol, and she was uh, drinking that as she was uh, cutting uh, out her tonsils uh, in the mirror in the bathroom. Yeah. I just wanted to share that with you on Mother's Day. Um, so... Uh, Listen, listen, uh, people, we need, we need examples, and your kids need an example. You need to sell, tell them a thousand times, a thousand times. Before you Google it, I, I'll tell you everything I know. I'll tell you everything I know, and then you can go Google it, okay? But I, I want to give you, God's placed me in your home, in your life, that I might share with you through relationship. You know what? Uh, it's not j- if it was just about the right answers, you could find it in a book. You could find it on the internet. But it's about your relationship as an example to the next generation. That's why a relationship is so important. Here we go. It's for younger women. Um, and as you look down on it, there's some very specific things that uh, older ladies, these timeless truths that are there to pass down, there's uh, to train young, young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God 
may not be reviled. As you look at this, um, he starts out with saying to love their husbands and children. Um, well, what else is a woman going to do, right? Uh, I wanted to say even that this is woman's work, right? It is woman's work. That a woman is to love her husband and to love her children. Uh, and, and I was thinking, well, if a woman doesn't do that, what does she do instead of that? What, what is the other priority? If, if that's the thing that she needs to know and learn and is good for her, it's God's priority for her, uh, well, why doesn't it just come naturally? Well, what comes naturally is to love something else. Most of the time, most of the time, self. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself, or, uh, and in so doing, I, I love my career, or I love my stuff, or I love my life, or I love where I live, or I love uh, the, the you know, life, friends, the freedom. I, have. I love all these things. And so there's no room for a love for a husband and the love for children that would come after. It's interesting to me, um, as I was going through this, a thing that struck me, and I've looked over this passage a bunch of times, and it struck me today. This isn't a pastor's job. <laughs> you think that's interesting? Uh, the younger ladies in the church, I, I'm not to instruct them and say, I, I need to show you and teach you, train you how to love your husbands and your kids. I want to tell you, ladies, it's your job. It's your job in this church, the older ladies, to teach the younger ones to love their husbands and kids. Most of the time when I hear a, a wife complain about her husband, first of all, it's legitimate, <laughs> Right? That's truth. I go, truth, amen. Oh, no, I know your husband. No, sorry. Wait, wrong team. Sorry. Um, but it, it's legitimate. It's legitimate. But while I'm hearing this, I go, yeah, I kind of do that. I have that attitude. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, I don't know how to help you, lady. You know, uh, um, there's this camaraderie that we're supposed to have generation to generation where the ladies are to share with the other ladies how to do this what it looks like to encourage them to love their husbands. Ladies, there's a tendency uh, when you hear another woman struggling in her marriage that you say in your heart, leave the bum, leave the bum. Forget him, get your own time. That's not fair. Instead of encouraging them to walk with the Lord and to prioritize what he prioritizes in their life. There's an encouragement there for your kids. Um, you know what? Uh, your kids are selfish. My kids are selfish. They're not going to get it. God placed uh, us in their lives to teach and to train them. And as I said before, if we don't, no one will. No one will. There's no one that's going to, there, there's no mom world or dad world that they can go to and get all that they need. God's plan was that you and I would fulfill that role. But what happens when they're selfish? What happens when they're unlovable? Uh, th- there's this thing that, uh, it's like a boxing ring. Great illustration for Mother's Day. Um, 
and uh, you know you're going rounds with your kids and you're you're bloodied and hurt and tired and you go back to your corner and they say yeah just throw on the towel quit <laughs> it's too much can't do it anymore he says no <laughs> have a drink of water go back in there right start swinging no uh uh but but this idea that 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 God's intention was that the older would be behind the younger saying, get in there. It is important. It's valuable. I, I say it's valuable because I, I think that between marriage, marriage is not valuable in our culture today. If he or she doesn't do what you want them to do, if it doesn't help your life, toss it aside. Get something else. Try something else. Move someplace else. Uh, if you don't like it, if, if kids don't fit in your plan, phew, you know, think about yourself. You know, if you think about yourself when it comes to raising kids, it's not going to turn out very well. And uh, I want to encourage you, ladies, uh, to teach the younger ladies how to love their husbands and children. Move on to verse 5. There's a pair there, the pair of husbands and children. And then he, he pairs up being self-controlled and pure. Um, that's that word that it's been shared with the uh, the older men and for the uh, younger the, the older women to share with the younger women and then the men younger men to just do that. Um, this idea of being self controlled. Why? Why? What happens if you're not self controlled and someone comes up to you and says you should? You should. They just set your agenda for the day. You should. And then if somebody else comes up to you and says, you should, you, you drop that project and you go to another. You drop that priority and you go to another. And you're bouncing around like, you know, pinball machine. You know what a pinball machine is, right? Some of you know. Uh, it's just bouncing around, going from thing to thing and, and picking up steam and not having a plan or a plan. I want to tell you, if you're not self-controlled, if you're not self-controlled, your flesh will drag you all kinds of places. You're, you know, you'll think that uh, the, the goal of your life is to be popular on Facebook. You'll think the goal of your life is to be involved in as many things as people ask you for. You'll say yes to everything. And so uh, by saying yes to everything, chances are it'll be saying no to your husband, no to your children. And so he, he calls on them to learn and to teach and to remind and to... Uh, for older to teach the younger to be self-controlled and pure, and pure. The necessity of uh, uh, this picture uh, of purity going from generation to generation, that uh, what happens is that older women are to be this pure, reverent, uh, doing the work of God, and they're to impress that upon and, and share that and model that for our, our younger women. Why? Because the same younger women are in charge of these little ones up here. And do you think they need to be pure? Do you think it matters? Yes, it does. But they wouldn't defile themselves and generationally defile themselves to go on and on. It's interesting to me, and uh, you, you know about generational sins, right? Uh, you think generations of people that have a lot been lost in perversion and it is passed down from generation to generation. I want to tell you, the same thing, the same thing is modeled in purity in the home generation to generation but it needs to be impressed upon every generation as they come 
He goes on and, and he says this, uh, two more words or two more coupled together. He says uh, that they're to train the young women, uh, what were they to train in them, uh, that they would be, uh, verse 5, middle of verse 5, working at home and kind, working at home and kind. Um, this is not a verse about whether you should have a career or not. But it is a verse about what your priority is. It's about what your priority is. This isn't necessarily even a, 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 a verse about you know laundry and uh, vacuuming and meals and this and that. It, it's an issue of the home in terms of where God has placed you in relationship with a husband, in relationship with your kids. Um, what happens to the priority of the home when there's other priorities? You're not there. Uh, you know, what's most important to you? Well, it shows. It's not, it's not something that you have to give an answer to. Uh, people can tell. People can tell. Um, and so the, the, this picture here, and, and I want to tell you, always outside the home is where the glory is. Always outside the home, okay? Where the accolades will come and the pats on the back and where you'll really be impressive with people will always be outside the home. Like I said before, the best you're going to get in your home is one day a year, one day a year, and a homemade card, okay? If you have boys, there'll be a lot of brown on that card, right? You know, the brown crayon going back and forth like this. I made it for you. What is it? You can't tell? No. Uh, th- this is what it is. And so there's, there will always be the accolades outside the home. And so he says, you know, moms, older ladies, you need to impress this upon the younger ones. Why? That it needs to be a priority of the home because there's where the value is. Makes me crazy. Makes me crazy uh, when we tell our young girls, you know, you can be the president. You can be the president. You can do anything you want. Why are we telling our young girls to be the president? That's the dumbest thing ever. Why are we telling our young boys to be president? Why, why are we not looking at our children and saying, if God would bless, you work really hard. You do your best. You know what you could be someday? You could be a mom. You could be a mom. Really? Yeah, really. You know what? You might get the greatest job in the whole world, little Johnny. What would it be? Be a husband. Be a dad. You might have to work too, so you might have to be president too. But uh, I want to encourage you that this is the picture, and he brings us to this home-centered life, the things that are, are valid it says working at home, and it does take work, but he couples that with being kind. Um, working at home has some like work around to it, and taking care of people, and working it out, and making sure people have food, and like the practical things of life. There is work to that. There's definitely work to that. But he couples that with being kind. Uh, make sure that, ladies, what we're teaching uh, generation to generation is kindness, right? Um, your kids aren't two by fours, right? 
to be slammed around and, and thrown around and you know, hit with a hammer and stuff like that. Your kids, your family, there's a, a kindness element to that. We, we don't want to uh, get to the goal, uh, but there'd be casualties along the way, right? Uh, we want to make sure that all we do uh, is with kindness, that we are working at home, hard workers at home, but also this idea of kindness. Lastly, he says this uh, in this section. He says, submissive to their own husbands. Um, that's a tough one, ladies, I know. I, I know that some of the men we're talking about here. And uh, this idea, uh, older ladies, uh, is that you are to encourage the younger ladies to work on this. Submissive doesn't mean that you're less than. It's not an issue of respect. It's an issue of the order of God and His plan. And the the issue isn't at stake whether you're right or you're wrong or he's right or he's wrong. The issue at stake is in the next sentence or the next phrase, right? Uh, That the Word of God may not be reviled. Uh, I want to tell you, ladies, your marriage... Your marriage is a representation to an onlooking world that doesn't know the gospel. And if you are unsubmissive to your husband, you're uh, separating from him, you're doing your own thing, you don't care about uh, your home, that will reflect some on you, some on your home, but ultimately it will reflect on your Savior, your relationship with God. This community judges this church by the families. Not by whether we got our weeds cut, okay? Not whether, you know, what our music's like. They will judge it based upon who we are. Three things real quickly. A few things for moms to remember. The first one is this. It is what you are, not what you do. It's what you are, not what you do. This is what is being passed down. It's character traits that are being passed down, values. Secondly, uh, Your goal uh, should be to raise and prepare Christian husbands and wives and moms and dads. As you think about your kids, as you look at your little ones, your your, uh, teenagers, your college students, to think of them not in terms of degrees and grades and uh, success on the ball fields, but to say, am I raising a Christian mom or dad, husband or wife? These are the roles that you're preparing them for. And it doesn't matter how much money they make. That, that won't succeed a marriage. That won't succeed in parenting. It won't matter what degrees they have. It won't matter how far they can hit a baseball. It won't matter. What will matter is if they are walking with the Lord and they care about His church. You know, think about your grandkids right now. Some of you say, well, I don't have any grandkids. Think about them right now. The ones that you don't have. Uh, I, I want my grandkids raised in the family of God. And his church. I want them to love the church. So I got to work on that now with the kids that I got now and pass that down a love for the church. Lastly, sorry, I'm going long. Sorry, Sunday school teachers, I'm going long. Um, uh, you are the critical role for the next generation. Just remember that I'm a critical role, I'm a link to the next generation. Nobody can take my role. I, I've been given to. People have inputted into my life, but there's others looking at me. And that's critical for them. But it's not just critical for them, it's critical for the next one after them, that I would set them up for success. 
Uh, and I would just encourage you, ladies, you're doing great. Don't quit on me. Don't quit on your kids. They need you. Uh, it's a critical role. Let me pray. God, thank you for this morning. Um, so thankful for the moms that you blessed Bear Valley Church with. And um, God, I ask that you would help them to find strength in the day in their relationship with you and uh, your son, Jesus Christ, the grace and truth that comes from him. And uh, may that be fuel for them, uh, that your Holy Spirit would uh, indwell them and give them power for the day. Uh, give them grace and mercy and joy. Um, I pray also for the husbands that they would be uh, an encouragement to their wives, uh, the mothers of their children. Uh, God, thank you for this time. Glorify yourself in your church. In Jesus' name, amen.